And now, Lifestyles Unlimited presents the Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Over the next hour, we unfold your map to financial freedom. You'll learn how to retire through investing in single-family and multifamily real estate. You'll learn how to create cash flow and build wealth so you can have the time and money to live the lifestyle you want. Welcome to the show. My name is Al Gordon, and as always, I'm working on your financial freedom. And on today's show, we're, we're going to talk a little bit about the concept of context, because there is a lot of information flying around out there in the, the Internet, in the newspapers. I don't know. Well, do newspapers even exist anymore? I, I think they do electronically, right? OK, so when information flows to us, we have to put it into context. We have to understand the information. We have to understand the source of the information, and we have to understand who the projected audience for that information might be. In my opinion, I don't think you could just take any article about the real estate markets and just accept it at face value. So let's let's do this. Let's get into an article that was written on Market Watch. Now, Market Watch is a a website that they they focus on the stock market. They focus on investing. They focus on personal finance. They focus on ways you can retire using the stock market. They don't necessarily focus on real estate. So ironically, anytime MarketWatch posts an article about real estate, my spidey senses start going off. They do. They, my spidey senses start going off because I go, okay, I know for a fact that MarketWatch is in the business to attract customers that want to invest in the stock market. They want to learn how to retire using the stock market as a vehicle to do that. Okay. And, and most Americans are doing that right now. Now we're the contrarians. We at Lifestyles Unlimited, we're the contrarians. We're the ones that are telling you that there's a completely different way. That article may be biased in a certain way in order to get you to stop thinking about investing in real estate and start investing instead into some other form of investments. And, and in their case, it's probably stocks or mutual funds or, or whatever they can get you dialed in with. Because remember, they're selling you that 35 to 45 year plan of retirement. That's not what I'm selling you. I'm not really selling you anything other than I want you to be a member of Lifestyles Unlimited because I know when you join the organization, you're going to get an education that's going to focus you on how to get retired in five years or less. And I think that's a much better glide path than trying to do this over a 35 to 45 year period. Okay, so let's get into this article that MarketWatch published. And what they're talking about is a firm called Redfin. Have you heard of Redfin? Redfin is another organization and they focus on real estate sales. They do. They focus on real estate sales. They try and put buyers and sellers together and therefore there are a form of brokerage that tries to make buyers and sellers come together and transact property. And they have an arm where they make money off of those transactions. There's nothing wrong with it. I, I think people that transact properties for people like me deserve to be paid. I think they should be paid what they're worth. I absolutely do. So I have, I have nothing against what Redfin does. But when you look at what Redfin does, they focus on markets that are mainly consumer driven, mainly consumer driven. So when you go to like a Redfin site, they're, they're kind of like a Zillow 
Okay, they, they compete with Zillow, but they're looking for people that are going to buy houses to live in them themselves. They're not necessarily focused on real estate investors. They're not. That's that's not their bread and butter, their business. The bread and butter, their business is finding consumers of properties. Yeah, that's that's their that's I just laid it all out for you. All right. So let me let me hit you with the the headline. Redfin CEO predicts. Terrible consolidation in the real estate sector. Wow. Terrible consolidation. What does that mean, Al? We'll get to that. Hold on. There's more to the byline. It says, but says it will ultimately be good for the industry. Okay. So what this story is saying is that real estate is going through a very tumultuous time. They believe that there's some bad things going on in the real estate markets. They believe that prices are going down. They're not wrong. Prices are going down, but they do ultimately say it will be good for the industry. We'll find out why in a moment. Now, here's the byline that that really caught my eye. This is why I'm talking about this particular article. It says, the real estate sector is in crisis amid the housing downturn. Okay, let's stop right there. Real estate sector is in a crisis amid the housing downturn. Again, this is an article that is focusing on the consumers of real estate, not the investors of real estate. Does that make sense? Well, let's get into the the article and maybe we can break this thing down a little bit more. Glenn Kelman is the CEO of the real estate brokerage firm Redfin. Now, remember, I told you Redfin is a brokerage firm. In other words, they make their money by putting buyers and sellers together. So what is Redfin really focused on? Are they really focused on the assets that you and I own as real estate investors or the assets you might own as a homeowner? Well, they are to a certain extent because you bring inventory to them that they can market to other people. But what they're mostly interested in is that inventory because that inventory creates something called a listing or an opportunity to sell. You tracking? I know you're tracking. Okay, so here's here's what the article says. During the pandemic years of 2020 and 2021, many Americans jumped into the real estate industry. Wait a minute. What do you mean? More American many Americans jumped into the real estate industry. Does that mean they, they jumped in as owners of assets? No, no. What, what he's talking about is that a lot of Americans, well, they, they couldn't go to work. Remember what happened. If you were not deemed an essential worker, you were instantly unemployed. You were instantly out of work. If you didn't work for the supermarket industry, if you didn't work for the transportation industry, if you didn't work in the construction fields, if you didn't work in certain oil and gas sectors, certain areas of the country that were deemed essential. We had to have people doing these jobs. Otherwise, the entire economy would have collapsed. Okay, if if your job didn't meet that acid test, you were out of a job. So what did some people do? Well, they're sitting around their house and. They're actually checking out Lifestyles Unlimited. We actually had a lot of people come to our free workshops thinking that we would teach them how to be real estate agents. Yeah, they, they, they were disappointed at the end of our hour and a half presentation where we, we give them the one over the world on how we make money in real estate, how we buy single family, how we buy multifamily. We talk about the five different ways we make money in real estate, six different ways we're talking multifamily, and then we give them an, an opportunity to join Lifestyles Unlimited, and then the questions come in. 
well, will this make me a licensed real estate agent? And the answer is no, no, we are not a real estate licensee generating firm. We have nothing to do with helping you create a job in real estate. That's not what we do. What we do is we teach you how to successfully invest in real estate and everything that we do is focused on that particular event. Does that make sense? Okay. So when we're talking about Redfin and we're talking about the fact that they're saying there's going to be a terrible consolidation and that they think it's going to be good for the industry. These are Glenn Kelman's words. These are not my words. What is he talking about? Well, he's talking about that they had more than more. Well, let me let me paraphrase. I'm not even going to paraphrase. I'm going to read to you exactly what he said. We had more real estate agents than listings by 2021. It means people were sitting at home realizing that their job had just been ripped away from them and they were trying to find a means to earn money. They were looking at different opportunities. And of course, one of the reasons people turn to real estate and being a real estate agent is because they think that real estate agents make a lot of money. And some real estate agents make a lot of money, but the majority of them do not. There is an 80-20 rule that exists in the real estate brokerage world. You want to know what it is? 20% of the agents make 80% of the money. The other 20% of the money is made by the remaining 80% of the agents. So all of a sudden, you have a bunch of people that think that getting involved with real estate, because what was going on with real estate? We saw prices going up through the pandemic, right? We saw the markets shift from kind of, well, it was it was already kind of a seller's market in certain areas, more of a blended market in other areas, definitely not a buyer's market anywhere that I was aware of. But we saw all of that, all of those markets shift towards hardcore seller's markets. Do you remember that? You remember me talking about that on this very show. So that's what was going on in the market. So, so people get this perception that that's where you turn. That's where you go to make money. You, you become a real estate agent. And I'm here to tell you, as somebody that did that back in my 20s, that was a dumb idea. It was a dumb idea. Had I learned how to invest correctly, as opposed to trying to give myself a job where I would transact properties for other people. In other words, I'd go out and find buyers and sellers and put them together and make sure that all their, their needs met. And then I would earn a commission, which I would share with my brokerage firm. Okay. That was not the way to make money. The way to make money is to invest in real estate, to invest correctly in real estate. Let real estate agents make their commissions off of helping you find the right assets for you to buy and let them make that commission when they help you sell that asset. Totally fine with it. They and they, they like I said, they should make that commission. So what he's talking about, he's saying that there's about a million and a half realtors today trying to sell roughly 5 million homes that are available in the marketplace. So what he's saying is that on average, now the, the 20% that are out there, they're still going to make their 80% of the money. Let's, let's be very clear about that. They are very good at what they do. And this is one of the reasons why you need to have somebody like that on your team. I'm being very, very open and honest with you at this point. I want you to cultivate a relationship with a real estate professional 
that knows exactly what they're doing and not just one real estate professional. I want you to have several real estate professionals on your team. And here's why. If you own properties in multiple locations, it may serve you best to have a realtor that understands those marketplaces very, very well. Remember that the reason that a realtor makes it to the 20% club is because they understand all of the elements of their business model. They understand it extremely well. They have specialized in those areas. And when you have somebody who is specialized in those areas on your team, it's a force multiplier for you. It makes everything you're trying to do work out so much more. Oh, and as a matter of fact, you could be part of the one-fourth of all the transactions that occurred across the United States in 2021 because they were sold to real estate investors. We'll be back right after this. Got questions? Call Lifestyles Unlimited at 855-497-4335. The Real Estate Investor Radio Show continues next. You allowed 15,000 members into your sandbox. Thank you. And so that speaks volumes. So for that and as a family. So you know why I did that? Everybody always asks, why did you do this? Because I was an ugly kid. (laughs) My parents used to have to put a pork chop around my neck so the dog would play with me. And so I always wanted to have friends, and I figured if I could make people rich, they might be my friend. Join Dell and his successful friends. Start with a free online workshop. Register at lifestylesunlimitedworkshop.com. A woman came up to me a couple years ago. She goes, you know, Dell, this retirement stuff's great and everything, but I got a problem. I go, what's that? She goes, I married my husband for good, bad, ugly for the rest of our life, better or worse but not to have him at home with me every day. Get him out of here. Sound like a problem you'd want? Learn how to retire in five years or less. Go to lifestylesunlimitedworkshop.com. Creating the lifestyle you've always wanted. You're hearing Lifestyles Unlimited's Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Welcome back to the second half of the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. My name is Al Gordon, and as always, I'm working on your financial freedom. And on today's show, we're, we're just talking about an article that was published on Market Watch. I'm not trying to pick on Market Watch, but I want you to understand the context of the type of information that Market Watch would post on its site. It would post information designed to help you understand that whatever they're trying to do for their business model is the best possible solution for whatever it is you're trying to accomplish. And in MarketWatch's case, they help you with personal finance, they help you with retirement, they help you with the stock market and things like that. They don't help you with real estate. That's not their business model. So as a result of that, anytime they have a tendency to publish something that has to do with real estate, it always has this this kind of dark spin to it that makes you think that real estate is in, in the tank. It really does. Here's here's the here's the headline to the article. Redfin CEO predicts terrible consolidation in the real estate sector, but says it will ultimately be good for the industry. So when you start hearing that, you start thinking, okay, there's something going wrong with the real estate 
markets, right? That's what you, because he says real estate sector. But what he's really talking about is he's talking about the transactional piece of the real estate markets, the people that actually own the brokerages, the people that actually transact property. Now, the byline makes it sound like it's the real estate markets even worse. And when you read that, and if that's all you read, you get the impression that real estate is a bad venue for you. Let me let me just share with you the, the byline. The real estate sector is in crisis amid the housing downturn. Expect more pain to come before things start to normalize, one housing chief says. So the housing chief that they're referring to is the CEO of Redfin. Now, Redfin is an organization that is designed to act as a brokerage. That's what they do. They help put buyers and sellers together. And if you've ever been to a Redfin site, you'll find that they actually have some things, some tools on there that can be beneficial to you as a real estate investor. But keep in mind, you are not their highest and best customer. You're not. What Redfin is focused on is helping consumers buy their dream house. And what's going on in the markets right now is that we're seeing prices soften. The reason we're seeing prices soften, and in many markets, we're seeing prices decline, is because the pool of available buyers has been inviscerated. It's been inviscerated. I mean, a year ago, a buyer could go out and get a 3% loan, and they could afford a house that costs X amount of dollars. So what do they do? They start looking at homes that they can afford. They start looking at brand new stuff. They start looking at resale stuff. They start comparing it to where they currently live. And if they're currently renting a home or renting an apartment, that's what they're comparing it to. So they're seeing this, this brand new home that they could buy and move into, and they're starting to see, you know, the images of the American dream with the beautiful little house and the white picket fence all the way around it in the great neighborhood with great neighbors, right? Right. Isn't that part of the American dream? Okay. It's not in the constitution that, that you're allowed to have that, but the American dream makes it available for you as an American citizen to buy real estate, not only to invest in, but also to consume. Yeah. It's, it's, it's part of the American culture. It's part of what we do here in the United States of America. But when you think about it, when, that particular person or persons, they're looking at homes and they're trying to decide on which ones to buy. And then all of a sudden, the economy shifts. The economy shifts on them and the leadership in government makes a decision that they've got to get ahead of something that they're concerned about, something called inflation. They're concerned about maybe moving into a recession. So what, is, what do the powers that be do? Well, they go back to the 1970s playbook from Paul Volcker and they go, raise interest rates. That's the only thing we know how to do is raise interest rates. Now, trust me, there are a lot of things that we could have done other than raise interest rates that would have been far superior to where we're at right now. But for whatever reason, the leadership in the United States of America felt that this was the best course of action, and this is what they're doing. So they started raising interest rates. Well, in that first interest rate move, the, the interest rate only went up, I think it was like three quarters of a percent, which is a fairly significant move. Now, you have to understand that that interest rate change was in the what's called the, the discount rate. In other words, that's the amount of interest that banks pay to the federal government to borrow money. That's not the interest rate you and I get. The interest rate that you and I get is usually higher because the banks have to make a profit by lending us money. Does that make sense? Yeah, it's all part of how the economy works. You shouldn't be upset about that. The banks need to make money. If they don't make money, then they're not 
in business anymore. And if they're not in business anymore, it makes this whole real estate investing thing a whole lot harder for us. Yeah? Yeah? You tracking? Okay. Now, what Redfin is saying is they're saying that this is all going to work itself out. It will work itself out through attrition. People will step away from being real estate agents. The people that became real estate agents and didn't go out and do the physical work that a real estate agent must do, well, they're going to be the first to leave the industry. They will be gone, and that will leave us more qualified, more competent agents to choose from. When you have an agent that's in that 20% group, in other words, they're making part of the 80% of the money, you have the right agent on your team. Now, I have the right agent on my team. Her name is Bonnie. I love her to death. She helps me with the, the sale of my properties. And you know what? She's absolutely a miracle worker when it comes to the transaction piece. I, I will share her with her with you, but she's mine first. And I'm, I'm very, very particular about the people that come on my team. And when I find the right people to come on my team, I protect them. I guard them. I make sure that they are available to me. Now, the neat thing about Bonnie is she is a multitasker. Yeah, she can not only handle any properties I give her, she can also handle the properties that, that you give her. So and that's not that's not a commercial for Bonnie. That's not a commercial for anybody. Please don't don't send me an email say, hey, I need Bonnie's contact information. I mean, you can if you want. If you're really serious, I'll, I'll be more than happy to share her information with you. But keep in mind, she does some very particular things for me, and, and it may or may not suit what you need. It's as simple as that. All right. So getting back to this, this article that uh, Redfin was quoted in, you have to go way to the bottom of the article before they start talking about investors. And, and let me just start off reading to you how they approach investors. And let me let you make up your own mind. And this is the very first sentence in the section that starts out, investors still on the prowl for deals. You ready? Okay. Investors buying, investor buying was a big topic of conversation during the pandemic as many prospective buyers got beat out by companies and landlords with big pockets. Okay, stop right there. Doesn't that give you the impression that somebody like me who is a landlord, that all I'm interested in doing is going in and buying a property and, and beating out the little guy, making sure that the little guy can't buy a house for he and his beautiful spouse to live in? Kind of sounds like that, doesn't it? And I'm here to tell you, that's not the case. I, I have umbrage with this type of editorializing. I do. I do. Because it's not correct. Let me let me very be very clear with you. I don't go in and buy assets and overpay for them just so that I can get the asset. That is a fool's errand. That's exactly what that is. It's a fool's errand. Now, that doesn't mean that other investors won't do that. And I will I will tell you flat out that there are non lifestyles unlimited members that have gone out of their way to overpay for property just because they thought they had to have the asset. And to me, that kind of mentality is a flawed mentality. What it tells me is they really don't understand the fundamentals of the economics of that property. And as a result of that, because they're, they're so anxious and so wanting to own an asset, they're willing to pay anything and everything for it. Now, I saw this in 2021, when we were in the middle of a hardcore market, a hardcore 
seller's market, that is. And I put properties on the market knowing that people would compete for them. As a matter of fact, one of the properties that I, I put on the pro, on the market, I knew it was worth about $250,000. So I put it on the market for $250,000. I had a lot of offers come in at that price point. I had a couple offers come in a little bit above that price point. And then I had somebody come in with all cash willing to pay me 10% above my asking price. Well, I took the person willing to pay all cash, pay 10% above my asking price, and didn't ask for any concessions. See, that was the best deal for me as a real estate investor. I allowed the market to do what the market does, which is to allow people to compete in the marketplace. What I get frustration with is the fact that there are people that think that you have to manipulate the market so that rents never go up. And to me, that is silly. Rents will go up. I mean, everything that you and I are buying today is costing more than it did a year ago. I know that the eggs that I bought yesterday at the supermarket, I paid twice as much for those eggs as I did a year ago. I know that because I pay attention to pricing. Yeah, what well, used to be $2.48 for a dozen eggs. Yes, I live in Texas. We could buy eggs for that cheap. Is now like $4.95 for a dozen eggs. Same eggs. Okay, they're not the same eggs. They're, they're different eggs. I mean, obviously, you wouldn't keep eggs around for a year, right? Because that wouldn't be sanitary. My, my point is, it's the same egg provider. Comes in the same carton, same markings, same size of eggs, same color of eggs, different eggs, but nonetheless, same end product. But that end product has cost me twice as much because of what's going on in the economy. What's also going on in the economy is that prices for rents are going up. And part of the reason is that landlords are asking more for rent. And part of the reason they're asking more for rent is because their costs have gone up. The cost of insurance has gone up. The cost of Property taxes has gone up. The cost for the services that we pay to our particular vendors has gone up. Everybody is feeling the pricing pressure of this inflation. And as a result of that, prices are being moved up. So I take umbrage with the people that say that it's just landlords with big pockets that are trying to beat out the little guy because that's not the case. Everything that's occurring in the markets is market driven in spite of what the United States government would like to do in order to control all of that. And trust me, the more the, the government puts their hands into this thing, the worse it's going to get. Every time the government sticks their fingers into the, the pot of the economy and starts stirring it around, they create all kinds of secondary and third order effects that become problematic. That's Al's opinion, and I'm sticking with it. But the article, the article does go on to say this. Investors are still on the prowl and are scouring disaster zones for deals. Disaster zones? Why would we be looking at disaster zones? Well, that's what they're saying. They're looking for disaster. So the, the idea here is that they're trying to say that people like me and potentially you as a real estate investor, we're just, we're just looking for people that are down on their luck. I'm okay with that. I am okay with that. I am okay with helping somebody out that's down on their luck. If somebody has a property that was affected by a natural disaster and they didn't have the right types of insurance on that property, that's not my fault. That's not my fault. So their property that may have been worth, let's say, $200,000, once it gets hit by the disaster, 
maybe because of all the damage that occurred to it, that $200,000 property is now only worth, say, $60,000. That's all the market will bear for that asset. Now, I'm willing to come in and pay $60,000 for that asset. I'm totally willing to do that. And here's the thing. This article wants you to think I'm taking advantage of somebody's situation. I am not. I am actually helping them out of the situation because their property is damaged. They can no longer use it. It's no longer serviceable for them. I will pay them what it is worth in the marketplace in the current place. I'm not going to pay them $200,000 for a house that's worth $60,000. It's not my fault that they didn't have insurance on the property. And let's say they did have insurance on the property. One of two things could happen. Either they had the right kind of insurance, in which case the insurance paid them for full replacement value of the property, or they didn't. And if they had some other form of insurance, maybe they got a payment from the insurance company that wasn't enough money to cover all the replacement costs necessary to make that property whole. So what did they do? They said, well, my property was worth 200000 but it's only worth 60000 now, but I got a check for 100000 from the insurance company. So maybe the smartest thing for me to do is put that $100,000 in my pocket, sell this house off for $60,000. At least I get $160,000. I'm a little bit more whole. And because a guy like me shows up with $60,000 to make that problem go away for them, it solves their problem. It totally solves their problem. Now, the Pew Institute did a survey and what they found in all of their research, they found that in 2021, investors bought 24% of all the single family home stocks nationwide. That means literally one out of every four homes that was transacted went to somebody like me and potentially somebody like you. What does that mean? To me, it means absolutely nothing. What they're trying what they're trying to signify is that okay, investors are taking advantage of the situation, but let me just tell you exactly what was happening. Investors were still in the marketplace. Remember, I told you, people got out of the marketplace because the interest rate adjusted on them. The interest rate today is like a, a crazy 7%, 7 and change. I was just looking at it earlier today, and I saw, I saw a quote, 7.4% interest for a home mortgage. 7.4%. If you had been qualified at a 3% interest rate, you ain't buying that house at 7 and, and whatever percent. So here's my point. Investors are always in play. Do not worry about what's being discussed in the the chatter of the articles because they don't matter. Go to lifestylesunlimited.com and let's get you going. Thank you for listening to Lifestyles Unlimited's Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Ready for more of the map? Visit lifestylesunlimited.com. Explore our videos and articles. Click on the radio tab to access past show podcasts. View the radio show schedule and listen to our best of radio shows. Want to continue the conversation? Follow Lifestyles Unlimited on Facebook today. We want to meet you as well. Sign up for a free workshop at lifestylesunlimited.com. Until next time, remember, it's not the money, it's the lifestyle.
The information and opinions you hear on the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show are those of the hosts, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show constitutes an endorsement, recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security.